The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand cave rescue operation. What is schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? engagement How long before gift? a wedding should I send out How many save games the dates? Are in the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Jordan Cooney. Hello, SEOs. My name is Jordan Cooney from Previsible. And this week, we're going to be discussing interaction signals and why they matter. Joining me is Jeff Baker, who is the owner-founder of Baker SEO, which is an SEO training program that teaches the 5% of SEOs that create 95% of the results. His SEO training courses are designed to empower even the most SEO-intimidated people on the planet to leave his courses thinking, I get this, I can be an SEO badass. Yesterday, Jeff and I talked about old SEO signals and how they've become table stakes. And today, we're going to continue our conversation on why interaction signals, such as rank brain, matter. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked-to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings, and AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash a w t okay here's my conversation with jeff baker owner and founder at baker seo jeff welcome back to the voice of search podcast hey thanks for having me back yeah i really loved yesterday's conversation because it was a great setting on how seos should be thinking about the content investments in their businesses and ultimately we, we left our listeners really with the important question of like answering why, why their website is here. What's the purpose of this website? How are you driving growth? And why are you trying to drive growth if you even are? So like really answering the why before you get into the what and how. And today we're going to get a little more into like the interaction signals, which is like essentially like what's happening on a website? Like why are people there? And, and how are we measuring the engagement and the drive 
that our visitors are leveraging within the content and the pages that we've created. And so I'd love for to start off by getting a bit of a, a broad concept behind interaction signals and why you believe they matter to the SEO world. And so for us to have this conversation, we have to get a good understanding of what RankBrain is and how it works, exactly what it's looking for. So we mentioned in our episode last time about these table stakes. So writing good content, having an inbound link profile, having your on-page SEO up to snuff. Those things get you seated in content. They get you seated in search results. So say you do a really good job with everything and you get put in position six, right? And then all of a sudden you don't move or you move down. What happened there? Well, What's constantly happening in the background of Google's algorithm and behind RankBrain, it's looking at interaction signals with how people are interacting with content in SERPs. So specifically, it's looking at a few things. First, it's looking at how people are interacting, uh, how people are clicking on your content or not clicking on your content. So given your position, Google has an expected click-through rate that it's, it's hoping to see relevant to your peers. Right? So if it expects that you're going to get a 6% click-through rate in position 4, and you're getting a 4% click-through rate in position 4, that's lower than what's expected compared to your peers. So Google might be thinking, there's something wrong with this title. Maybe there's a mismatch of intent. Maybe the title is just poorly written. And we're going to move you down and see how you perform now in position 6 instead of position 4. Right. So what it's doing is it's like a constant mathematical shuffling of the deck based on what it's seeing people are interacting with the most or the least. And the inverse can happen too. If you're expected to get a 6% click-through rate, and all of a sudden you wrote this badass title tag and you start getting an 11% click-through rate, it's possible you might move up and get a new test in position two, three, or even one. And based on how you do there, you'll move up and down again. So that's the expected click-through rate. And then you've also got the on-page engagement factors as well. So it's going to look at, first off, dwell time. So that's how long people are spending on your page before they come back to search results. And hopefully they don't come back to search results. So if they go on your page and then they never come back, it sends a really, really positive signal. But if they go to your page and then they come back within 20 seconds, you're sending a signal to Google. They came to your page threw up everywhere, and then they came back. They hated it. It was a really bad, really bad impression. And then the last one is pogo sticking, which would be somebody goes to your page, comes back into search results, and then clicks on somebody else's results. And basically what they've done is they've, they've sent a signal that they had to weave together an answer through multiple results because for whatever reason, your content or your on-page experience didn't give them everything that they needed. So they had to go into other results to get what they needed. And that sends a negative signal. So kind of want to prevent people from doing that as much as possible. I think that you have a really important concept that many SEOs, I think, struggle to, to understand. And these interaction metrics, right, are somewhat simplistic in nature, right? Like click-through rate or dwell rate or bounce rates. But they, the metric by themselves isn't the answer. Right. It's, it's almost like you have to understand what the user is doing. Like, why is the user doing this to really get to a solution? Right. And your pogo stick example there at the end is spot on, which is like, okay, maybe someone leaves, then you, they go to a different result, then they come back to my result. But 
the reality is like, what's the solution to not have the user pogo stick is really hard to uncover and define. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So my question for you, Jeff, is how do you actually get to the solution piece of this? If you're looking at these interaction rates and you're maybe looking at them at scale, and how do you actually solve for this and get to a place where you actually know the definitive answer? Yeah, so there's no guarantee that you're going to nail it. And there's, there's really nowhere that you can find it. Any of your search tools, I don't care which one you buy, they're going to be able to find that, that Google data that they're tracking on page. Any of that dwell time, pogo sticking. So really, we are kind of speaking in theory. But the best thing that we can do is everything within our power that we know to influence those signals in a positive way. So the best way that I can tell is I've, I just basically built an, an audit sheet of the things that I, can, I think can impact those three factors. So the first item on that audit sheet would be looking at all the title tags on page one and seeing what the commonalities are there. There's nothing really technical about it. Like if I go and I want to rank for golf tips for women and I go into search results and I see 90% of them are list articles, 100% of them were written in the last one year, 100% of them use the exact match keyword somewhere in the title tag. I've All of a sudden, I've got like, oh, well, I was going to write something without a list article. I wasn't going to include the year in the title. And guess what? You probably wouldn't get the clicks that are expected by Google because you're doing something completely different from what Google has shown you is getting the most clicks and the most interaction. It's like anytime you Google something, you're getting a perfect guide to what's working. And what people are like, how people are voting with their clicks. So if you do something to completely buck the trend, being a trailblazer is is not always the best thing because people are voting with their clicks and you're just saying, sorry, that doesn't work for me. Well, that's not going to work for you. So the first one is that. And then the second one, the pogo sticking and the dwell time, those are all like on page factors. So I came up with an audit of the things that I think can essentially annoy people (laughs) and to eliminate annoying people as much as possible. And the first thing is uh, making sure that you've got really, really good topic coverage. So I do use either 
Market Muse or ClearScope to make sure that like you've written really in-depth content so people don't go back to search results and try to weave together complete answers, sending a negative dwell time and pogo sticking result to Google. And then the next thing is a little bit out there and people don't always agree with me. It's font size. <laughs> because a lot of times when you go into search results and it's, it's way too small to read, if I have to put on my glasses to read it, it's just going to annoy people. And it's this readability thing where if you see that you know, 90% of the results are size 20 font and you've got a 14 font, Again, you're trying to be a trailblazer in an annoying way. <laughs> it's really going to drive people crazy. And they're going to go back to search results because they can't see what they're reading, especially if they're on a mobile phone, right? No doubt. I, these are some of those tips that like, we often really don't think about, which is researching the SERP, like doing your homework, seeing what's working, defining different things to test. Should a font size be 16, 24, 12, 8? or what type of font it is, title testing like you brought up. And I think that this is where, where things get really interesting around the concept of interaction and these kinds of KPIs is that there's almost never a perfect solution and that the solution is a moving target. That because the SERP is evolving, competitors are changing, Google's changing the SERP, you're constantly dealing with a moving target. Now, some people in the SEO world might call that job security. Right? <laughs> you essentially have a job forever. <laughs> but uh, yeah. candidly, I actually think that this is really about how you develop your programming and how you develop your SEO strategy and really where you deploy your resources, whether you're a small business and you have maybe a contract writer or you are a, a big enterprise and you have a whole SEO team. These are the, the efforts, the, the, the experiments, the tests, the, the changes, whatever you want to call it, optimizations. But these are the efforts in the work that really drive performance and then ultimately higher results through interaction rates. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's honestly, the beauty of this is it makes it available to anybody. I'm not using anything technically here. I'm literally going through search results, clicking on articles and seeing, oh, wow, every single one of these articles is using video. <laughs> Maybe my all text article isn't going to survive because everybody clearly wants to see video and they're clicking on it and engaging with video way more than anything else. Or the same thing with like broad use of imagery and that kind of thing. So there's nothing technical about this kind of thing. This is something that anybody can do. And it Logically, it makes sense to people. So with all this in mind, now that we've done an audit and we know the things that we need to do because people are voting with their clicks, we know what we need to include with our content. We need to start reacting to performance. So how do we do that? How do we know if it's working? People always ask, well, now I did this. Like, How do I know if it's working? Do I just track my keyword positioning? Or what's the, the, the technique? What's the key? And yeah, that is one. You every single piece of content should be targeting a keyword. Otherwise, you're you're kind of just shooting blindly. So, put everything that you're creating into uh, Samrush, Hrefs, whatever tool you want. It doesn't really matter. And track your position over time. See how that's doing. And then I live in Search Console. Every single thing that I create, I put in Search Console. And then I'm just going to track the average position over time. And then I'm going to see those little testing periods where like I got seated. Okay, so I'm in position four, five, six, whatever. And I'm just kind of bouncing around there. That's my testing position. 
and then make some modifications to your title tag, make some modifications to your content and keep an eye on where that average position is and see if it jumps up and see if you get a new testing. Because a lot of times you'll see this, you'll see that you're in within a narrow range over a given period of time. And then all of a sudden you jump down and you're in a narrow range again, or you jump up and you're in a narrow range again. That's basically a new testing in a new position. So after you do some of these things and you, and you start to test your new title tag or you, you decide my font size was way too small, nobody can read it, go into Search Console and see if the needle starts moving in your average position. See if you start getting more clicks. Because ultimately, what is your KPI for creating content for SEO? It's getting more clicks. Like from one way or another, better positions, better click-through rates, you're getting more clicks and you're getting more opportunities to convert people over to the service and product landing pages or getting people to convert onto your newsletter so that you can write them on a weekly basis. And eventually at some point down the road, maybe they're going to want to buy something and then they think of your brand first. This is such a powerful message for our listeners. And whether you work at an agency, you're in-house, you're a small business owner, you got a Shopify site, there is so much work you can be doing to experiment and evolve and define your growth path in SEO. And whether it's the position rank changes that you might see in Search Console, the click-through rate changes you might see on certain pages, and then testing titles or testing a meta description or changing the heading or evolving the content on the page. like This is the real work around SEO. And oftentimes we get disillusioned by the scale of it or the sometimes the, the fact that it doesn't work. But the reality is, is it's constantly a moving target, right? It's a game of whack-a-mole. It's the game my kids play when they go to Chuck E. Cheese or whatever theme park place that you go to. It's constantly moving and you constantly have a different competitive set and journey and you have a different a SERP layout and experience that Google might be trying to, to invest in. And so standing still with your content is a guaranteed failure. Okay, that wraps up this episode on the Voice of Search podcast. Big thank you to Jeff Baker, owner of Baker SEO, for joining us and in diving into the interaction signals uh, topic today. If you can't wait until our next episode and would like to learn more about Jeff, you can find his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is BakeSquares, or visit his company website, BakerSEO.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. But that's not the case anymore, thanks to Ahrefs. Because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com awt. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T.